Hello and welcome to the Chase Family Church podcast. This week we have our baptismal service and Pete Tidy is speaking to us on why should we follow Jesus. We pray that today's um, talk will inspire you and make a difference in your life. Amen. Thank you. We're all on working. It's good. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Uh, It's really good to be with you all today. It's always an honour to be asked to speak at church, but particularly uh, today where we have a baptism, uh, which is an absolutely wonderful occasion. So uh, it's it's really wonderful to be able to share God's word with you this morning. Um, If you have a Bible, if you want to turn to uh, Matthew 4, verses 17 to 21. If you haven't, don't worry, um, I'll be reading all of these out anyway. But Matthew chapter 4, uh, verses 17 to 21. And uh, today we're going to be looking at why follow Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Uh, why do people do it? Why follow Jesus? Uh, and we're going to start with Jesus uh, calling his first disciples. So uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 says this, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately let their nets down and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So this is Jesus uh, calling his, his first disciples. And, uh, and he's out walking about, and he sees Simon Peter and his brother Andrew fishing by the Sea of Galilee. And he says to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. What did Jesus mean by that? What does it mean, fishers of men? Well, he was saying that if they follow him and his ways and start to live for him, that he would make them people who would catch others to follow Jesus and his way of living. And like fishermen draw fish into their nets, Jesus was saying that they would draw people into God's way of living. And then again, uh, he sees James and John mending their nets. They were were all fishermen, these guys. And immediately they left their boat and their father, and they followed him. What intrigues me is that he says to them, follow me, and then immediately they stop what they're doing, and they follow him. And that might seem a a bit strange. I kind of think, well, why would you do that sort of straight away? And I think there must have been something compelling about Jesus. They, they must have felt the presence and authority of God as he, as he spoke to them. So immediately they started to follow him. So what does it mean then to follow Jesus? Well, I think the answer is actually in verse 17, which is what Jesus started, uh, he started to preach at the time he called his disciples. Verse 17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. What does that mean? To repent means to think differently. It means to change your way of thinking, to stop thinking of and living for yourself, and instead to think and live God's way. So in a nutshell, that's what it means to follow Jesus. It's to change your mind, to stop living for yourself, and to start living for God. So that's what it means to follow Jesus in a nutshell. But Jesus, he also said some other things about what it means to follow him. Uh, principally, that, that f- he said that following Jesus isn't, isn't easy. He said it was going to be difficult. He warned that following him and living God's way isn't easy. Let's just go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. So Matthew uh, 
16, verse 24, Jesus, uh, he, he says a bit about this. Uh, and it says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. For whoever, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? So Jesus warned that following him and living God's way isn't easy. Firstly, he says, if anyone desires to come after me, if anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What does it mean to deny yourself? Well, really, it's to die to our own selfish desires and to make a daily lifelong commitment to choose to live for God rather than live for ourselves. And secondly, he says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. If you try to save your life or preserve your own way of living, in the end you'll lose it. But he who loses his life will find it. Those who lose their lives, those who choose to die to their own selfish desires and instead live God's way will find life. So following Jesus, it's about losing your own self-centered way of life. It's not easy. It's not particularly attractive. We live in a world that says, well, if you do this, it will improve your life. If you do this, it will make your quality of life better. It's not particularly attractive. In fact, it goes against that way of, of things in our world that says, you know, improve your own way of living. If you do this, your life will be more comfortable or your life will be more attractive. It's not easy. Jesus said, look, it's, you've got to deny yourself. It's not easy. It's not attractive. So why do people do it? Why do people follow Jesus? If it's, if it's difficult, if it's not always easy, why do people do it? What I'd like to offer, there are many reasons, but I'd like to offer three particular reasons for you, uh, with you this morning uh, for why, why follow Jesus. So why follow Jesus? Reason number one. Well, firstly, because people are convicted of their sin and moved by God's love. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. The greatest way you can love someone is to give your life for someone else. Jesus said this, and then he did it. He went to the cross. Why did Jesus have to die? If Jesus is the Son of God, why did Jesus have to die? Well, simply, it's to deal with the problem of sin, to deal with our problem of sin. And to understand this properly, we have to go back to when God created the world. So when God created the world, uh, he created the first human beings, Adam and Eve, and there was absolute perfection. They lived in perfect harmony in relationship with God, and, and they had everything they needed. Everything was fine. There were no problems. There was no pain, no sadness, no despair, no difficulty. It was perfect harmony. They had everything they needed. When God first created the world, everything was wonderful. Everything was perfect. But when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and sinned against him, all the problems of our world started. All the pain, all the stress, the strife, the fear, anxiety, anger, war, death, uh, etc., you name it. All the problems that we see in our world, all the things that we read in the news, all the stuff that's happened, particularly has been heightened in the last three years, all the mess of our world started when human beings disobeyed God and his good way of living. And this has passed down the generations since then. So there was, when God first made the world, there was absolute perfection. There, were, there was no pain, no sadness, no problems. But as soon as they disobeyed God and his good way of living, 
all the problems that we see in our world today, uh, that's when they started and they still exist today. And so God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross in our place, to get the punishment that we deserve. You see, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. The punishment, the consequences of sinning against God in his good way is death. And God sent his only son, Jesus, to die in our place, to get the punishment that we deserve. And by dying on the cross, Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. And because of this, we can have close relationship with God. If we believe that Jesus died for our sin and we choose to live God's way, we can have close relationship with God. We can have friendship with God. We can have peace. We can have that peace that existed when God first made the world. Before sin and all the problems came in, that peace that existed, we can have that because Jesus died for us. And after going to the cross, Jesus rose from the dead three days later, proving that he was the Son of God. If Jesus had stayed in the grave, he would have been just like any other sinful human being. But by rising from the dead, he triumphed over death and all the problems that sin has brought us. And it's summarized beautifully in that famous verse in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Folks, that's, that's the hope of Jesus. That's the hope that Jesus brings us. So I follow Jesus because we recognize that we've sinned. Most of us, we're good people by human standards. But God isn't going to judge the world on human standards. He's going to judge the world on his standards because he's God. He's the creator of the universe. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to answer to anybody. He's going to judge the world on his standard. He's holy. He's set apart. What that means is is that he's set apart from from sin and all the stuff that goes against his good way of, of living. He can't bear to have sin in his presence. That's why Jesus had to die. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross for our sin. But praise God, Jesus did that. And because that, all the stuff, all the problems can be dealt with. And all the good things that, that God intended us to have in the first place We can have that if we know Jesus. So I follow Jesus because we recognize that we've sinned and that we need a savior. The world needs a savior. Look at all the stuff that's happening in the news. The world is broken. The world needs a savior. And we recognize that Jesus is our savior because he died on the cross for our sins. So that's uh, why follow Jesus, reason number one. Why follow Jesus, reason number two. It's because people recognize that Jesus is the truth. Towards the end of John chapter 6, Jesus is speaking about him being the bread of life. And and he he talks about the need for his followers to eat his flesh and drink his blood. What he was alluding to was the fact that he would go to the cross to die for our sins. And he's trying to get the people to understand that actually the real issue that they have is, is that if they believe in him, they would have everlasting life. But only if they believed in him. And some of his... um, some of the people listening, they didn't like that. They find it difficult to understand. They find, found it difficult to believe. Um, and in John chapter 6, uh, verse 66, I'll just read from there because this is, this is what happened after that. It says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. That's, that's um, referring to Jesus. From that time, many of Jesus' disciples went back and walked with him no more. And then Jesus said to the 12 apostles, He said, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we've come to believe and know that you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. 
So at that time, many of Jesus' disciples, they stopped following him because they were, they were finding what he was saying difficult to understand. They were finding it difficult to believe. They stopped following him. And Jesus says to his own disciples, what about you? Do you also want to go away? Do you also want to stop following me? And Peter answers by saying, to who else shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. It's almost like he was saying, look, Jesus, we recognize you're the truth. We've got no one else to follow. There's no one else to believe in. And I think one of the reasons that that people decide to follow Jesus is they come to this realization that actually Jesus is the truth. And even if following him is difficult, even if it's not entirely easy, it doesn't matter because there's no other way. Jesus is the way. There's no other way. The only way is to die to ourselves. That's why Jesus said, he said, you must be born again. You have to die to your sinful nature so that you can be born again and live a new life for God. The Bible tells us that when we do this, we're a new creation. We're born again spiritually. We have new spiritual life in Jesus. So why follow Jesus? Reason number two, because he's the truth and he's the only way. Why follow Jesus? Reason number three, it gives us abundant life and hope. John 10 verse 10 says that Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. You can't have abundant life on your own terms. You can't try and do it yourself. You can't try and live for yourself and think, well, if I live my own way, then I'm going to have abundant life. You can't have it. It only comes through God's terms. It only comes through living his way, which is to die to living our own way and to live his way. That's the only way for us to have abundant life, true life. With Jesus, there's always hope. There's hope of sins being forgiven, of relationships being restored, of brokenness being healed, of eternal life after death. It gives us joy which doesn't depend on our own material circumstances. There's a difference difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is, we're only happy if everything in our life is as it needs to be. But the thing about joy is it doesn't matter what's going on in the world or all the problems and issues that we might be facing. We can have joy because we know that Jesus died for our sins and that he loves us and that we have hope and peace in him. Don't you need that? Don't you need that? (laughs) With everything that's going on. You know, we've had so many difficult years of things and we think, well, it might all get easier. It might not, folks. But we don't have to worry about that because all of our hope can be placed in Jesus and he gives us peace that goes beyond, you know, beyond understanding. So why follow Jesus? Reason number three, because it gives us abundant life and hope. Why do I follow Jesus? Well, there are many reasons. Mostly I've already mentioned them. I think the most important reason that I've experienced the love of God, you know, I experienced the love of God and the places where Jesus was present, the places where his followers were present, the, the love that I experienced there, it was greater than in the places where Jesus wasn't present. You know, the thing about the, the love of God is that it, there's so much depth to the love of God. There's so much depth to it, you can't measure it. You can't measure the depth of the love of God. And, and in other places, you know, we're... we're where Jesus wasn't present. Don't get me wrong. I was, I was loved and people, nice people and they're already good, but there's something missing. There's something missing when you've experienced the love of God. And I've experienced God and I have a daily relationship with him and I, I, you know, I, I talk with him and I, and, I, and I hear his voice and I have a relationship with him. And I think that's probably the most important thing. But I've often thought, if Jesus isn't the truth, then how do we know what is? 
Where do we get hope and joy? How do we know who we really are? Why is there suffering in the world? Jesus explains why. The Bible explains why. It doesn't just explain why. It provides the solution. God provided the solution, even if it cost him his only son by dying on the cross. You know, years ago, I used to want to be like everyone in the world, but I remember uh, I, remember I was sitting at church once, and uh, I remember someone saying, actually, it was, it was Andrew Ray. It's good to see Peggy here today. I remember Andrew uh, said uh, in a sermon once, I, I don't even remember what he was talking about, but I remember saying this in my own baptism when I was giving my testimony. I remember him saying, I hear people saying, I want to be like the world. But why do you want to be like the world? The world has nothing to offer you. And that just stuck in my mind. And it was like a light bulb moment switching on. Actually, the truth is, the world doesn't have anything to offer us. The world is lost and it's broken. The temptation for us is to think, well, actually, the answers are in the world. We live in a world where the, <laughs> the world says, the problem is outside of me, but the solution is within me. But God says, actually, the problem is with, inside of us, but the solution is in him. And that's the truth. Isn't that the reality of the world? If the, if the solution was in us, we would have solved the world's problems by now. But the solution isn't in us, it's in God. And praise God, he gave us the solution, even if it meant sending Jesus to die for our sin. In just a second, we're going to hear a little bit about uh, what baptism is, and we're going to hear from those uh, being baptized. But um, just a few uh, thoughts for us in concluding. Jesus is calling you to follow him. Like Jesus called Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, when he first called his first disciples, he's calling you to follow him. He calls us by name. He knows everything about you. He loves you. He's calling you to follow him. You know, following Jesus isn't easy. It will cost you everything. You have to deny yourself. It's not easy. It's not attractive in, in, in the same way that some of the things in the world are attractive. In fact, in many ways, it's the opposite. It's not easy. It'll cost you everything. You've got to deny yourself. So why follow him? Because God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for your sin so that if you believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. No one will love you like Jesus. No one can love you as much as Jesus. And you might be thinking, well, you know, if, you, if God knew everything about me, he, he wouldn't really love me. He knows everything about you and he loves you. <laughs> he... There's nothing you could do to make God stop loving you. I remember I heard a, a, a famous speaker once said that he was saying all this stuff to God and God said to him, I refuse to stop loving you. And that's the truth. He refuses to stop loving us. Why else follow Jesus? Because Jesus is the truth. Only he has the words of eternal life. Because following him is the only way to abundant life and wholeness and joy and all the things that we were made for as human beings. God loves you, and he's calling you to follow him. How will you respond? Why don't we just uh, pray together and think about that for a moment? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you that you love us. Thank you that you love us so much. Thank you that you gave your life for us. Thank you that you call us to follow you. Thank you, Lord, that you give us hope. 
And Lord, we know that you said it, it, it isn't going to be easy following you. Lord, that's the reality. But Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that Lord, you promised to give us life in abundance. We thank you, Lord, that when we go your way, when we confess our sins and we follow you, Lord, we get wholeness, we get peace, we get joy, we get all the things that as human beings we were made for when you created us, God. And Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that every single person here who's, who's here in the room listening to this or who's watching online, that they will know that you love them, that they will know that you're calling them to follow you, Lord. Help us to choose to say, yes, Lord, we're going to follow you. Give us faith, Lord, to say, yes, God, we can, we can do this and have that desire to do it, Lord, and to follow you as your disciples followed you. Thank you, Jesus, that you've done everything possible for us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.